Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For Guns 2017, turn in a gun and receive a $50 gift card, no questions asked. Since this happens on Thursday, August 11th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. For locations and more information, visit KicksForGuns.com. Now, today's NFL question of the day is this. Shout I was watching the NFL Network, uh, as I usually do when I go home from this show. And uh, a couple of those former NFL players that populate the NFL Network were talking about Frank Gore and how frustrating it is to watch him uh, sort of just waste away the end of his career playing for this Indianapolis Colts team that doesn't seem to be going anywhere but backwards. And even Frank Gore alluded to the fact that he is frustrated with where this team is going, which again is nowhere. And Andrew Luck is still in the pup list and may even miss the first week of the NFL season. It just all seems like a bunch of negatives surrounding the Indianapolis Colts. And Frank Gore thought that he was the missing piece going into Indianapolis that to push that team to a Super Bowl. I mean, if you remember in 2014, I think it was 2014, they went to the AFC championship game and played the New England Patriots. That was Andrew Luck's third season. That's yeah. correct. They had three eleven and five seasons in Andrew Luck's first three years, and each year they got farther along in the playoffs. So the NFL question of the day is this, and I think it's an interesting one. The reason why I bring up those NFL Network guys, they were talking about Frank Gore and kept throwing out future Hall of Famer like it was just a matter of fact. And I thought, man, if there is a debate there, Frank Gore is not a slam dunk Hall of Famer. He could be a Hall of Famer. I'm going to make the case that he probably should be a Hall of Famer, but it is not a slam dunk case. So I want to hear from you guys, 50857, or you can uh, you can vote on the poll. I'm about to retweet it right now on at 96.9 on Twitter, uh, the poll for Frank Gore and whether or not you would vote him into the Hall of Fame. But, Shot, I'll throw it to you now. Would you vote Frank Gore into the Hall of Fame? Keeping in mind, he's closing in on uh, be- becoming a top five rusher all time. This season. Okay, I would not vote him into the Hall of Fame. That's number one. Now, you have to understand is that I have very high standards, much higher than most people's, because I believe that Hall of Fames in all sports, not just in football, should be for the elite of the elite. The elite of the elite. I want you guys to think about that. That's number one. Number two, Frank Gore's got a lot of these years when he rushed for over 1,000 yards. But the 1,000-yard rusher in a 16-game season has lost value. When you rush for 1,000 yards in 14 games, when I first started following football, Kravitz, uh, football was, was a 14-game 14, 14 season before the playoffs. And then in 1978, they went to 16 games. So rushing for 1,000 yards in 16 games obviously is a hell of a lot easier than rushing for 1,000 yards in 14 games. So being that Frank Gore's career has all been in 16-game seasons, these 1,000-yard rushing seasons are not as impressive as you think. So, Even though he will probably, at the end of this year, 
He will probably be above names like Marshall Falk, Edron James, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris, Eric Dickerson, Jerome Bettis, and even Ladanian Tomlinson. I mean, it's some of the best running backs of all time. They are. But when I see Frank Gore, am I, do I say to myself, Frank Gore's had one hell of a career. He is the elite of the elite. Frank Gore has been great. He's been better than very good. He's been great. And he's been great for a long time. But the problem is, Kravitz, and this is where I, I'm going to be in the minority with this. When I see somebody that's great, great and a Hall of Famer in my book are two different things. Great is one thing. The elite of the elite is something else. That's the difference to me. So has Frank Gore been the elite of the elite? Frank Gore has been damn good for a long time. And I, and I think that most people would say he's a Hall of Famer. But I look, at, I look at this as the elite of the elite. And was Frank Gore that? Frank Gore has not been that. He has been consistent. He's been in some years great and many years very good. And in many years, damn good. But those are not my criteria for the Hall of Fame. But then again, Kravitz, like I said, my criteria is much different than most people's are. Yeah, I'll give you a um, – I'll, I'll, I'll lend some credence to your argument. He's had nine 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, he's had five Pro Bowl selections. I don't believe he's ever been the leading rusher in any particular season. The most yards he ever had was 1695 back in 2006. That's but, it. That, that's the most he's ever had. That's a great season, but by the, the way. This Fantastic. is where I, I think I, I like the fact that you're strict on your Hall of Fame argument, but this is where I think you're wrong. And, and, and a guy like Tim Raines, you know, you've said that he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Consistency over a long period of time and dependability in sports, it's not the most spectacular. It's not the most dazzling. But there is a place in the Hall of Fame, in any Hall of Fame, for guys like that Stop that right, are consistently right. really, really good for a long period of time. They're like Mr. Dependable, and and they're better, and they're far better than the average. And they're like that every single year, and they last longer than the average guy at that position. So the two words you just used are consistency and dependability. But if you're more consistent and more dependable by far than the average and you do it over a long period of time, there's a level of greatness that's involved in that that deserves to go into the Hall of Fame. But, but my question would be for guys like that, why you were consistent and why you were dependable and why you are doing it for a long time, why you were doing that, were you of the elite? That word elite, Kravitz, you're, you're, you hear me talk about that all the time with Hall of Fames. That's where I get in trouble with most people. For example, Jim Rice, great baseball players in the Hall of Fame. Jim Rice was really, really good and had some big years. But Jim Rice was never elite. Yeah, I can't really speak on Jim Rice because I don't know what his candidacy would be. But he was really good. But you know what, though? He wasn't elite. And Jim Rice had some years when he was great, when he was MVP, and I think it was 1978. He had a fantastic season. Like, this is part of the reason why I'd say – Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. One, you've got the overall accumulation of stats. It's absolutely in his favor to be a Hall of Famer. At the end of this year, he is going to be ranked behind only, and I want to emphasize the word only, in all-time rushing yards, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, and he may even surpass 
uh, Curtis Martin. So that is incredible to be in that ilk. That to me sounds like a Hall of Famer. Plus, there's this to to his model of consistency at a position where it is so difficult to stay healthy. Since 2012, he's missed zero football games. Zero. Do you know how hard that is to do at the running back position? If you go back 11 years, his entire NFL career up until right now, he has missed 11 games as a running back. That is incredible. That is elite in its own right. Well, that is incredible, but that does not make him elite as a running back because he was dependable. In other words, he showed up for work every single day and did his job. Okay, it's great. It's great that he that he played this many games as a running back, and actually, he's he. You're correct. He played in 16 games every year from 2011 to 2016. That is, that is it's, it's unbelievable. It is, but again, Kravitz, I that does not make him elite. But why can't? Okay, obviously, the guys that you're talking about deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because they're the elite of the elite. But but why is there not room in this Hall of the greatest players? To honor those that were, let's just use an example of a guy that was just so much better than everybody else, but for a very brief period of time, like Jim Brown, obviously is one of the greatest. He's the elite of the elite, even though his career didn't really last that long. Compare him to a guy like Frank Gore, who obviously wasn't as elite as Jim Brown, but he plays over a longer period of time and is dependable. Both are great in their own right and deserve to be honored in a Hall of Fame. Well, when Jim Brown played from 1958 or 59 to 1966, he was the best running back in football every single year. And teams would stack up the line against the Browns to stop Jim Brown, and he ran over through and around everybody. And he did it every game of every year for 10 damn years. They still couldn't stop him. Like you, you and I have used this analogy many times. Think about the guy that comes to work four days a week, but he knocks it out of the park. He's the best guy at your office every single time he shows up to work, but he doesn't show up every day. That guy deserves to be in whatever Hall of Fame, whatever, wherever it is you work. Just like the guy who shows up every single day and does a really, really good job there are a couple of people that are better, but no one shows up more frequently than that guy does. Both are equally valuable in their own right. It's the Cal Ripken to Ken Griffey Jr. comparison. You know, one guy was more spectacular, the other was more dependable. Both are great, just for different reasons. Do you guys agree with that? And should Frank Gore be a Hall of Famer? 407-916-TALK. That is 407-916-8255. The text line is 50857. It's powered by Florida Hospital. Steven, you're in FM 96.9 The Game. Take it away. Shot, Doctor. It's good to see you again. What do we got today there, young man? I think uh, more than likely they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I see your argument. I understand Kravitz's argument as well. I'm going to side with his side. I think also to add to your arguments, well, both of you, the running back position has changed so much during his 11 years. You talk a lot about the Emmett Smiths and, you know, these old school running backs who were the quote unquote workhorse, 25, 30 carries, primary offense is running the ball. Um, the game has changed in those 11 years that he's been there. And 
he's probably in some ways elite in the new style of football where there's a lot more passing, um, but you still need running, uh, running to get a first down once in a while. So I, I would probably say that's where some of this argument comes from. Well, Stephen, I really appreciate the phone call. So, Kravitz, do you agree with that, that today's style of football has changed so much that maybe running backs that are workhorse running backs are actually more valuable now because there's less of them? Do you agree with that part? No, not really. Because no. I, I really don't. Because a running back's a running back. Opportunities now have changed, but you still got, you still got to do the job when you get when you get on the field. Yeah, I mean the game has changed, but you still if you still have an elite running back, let me look around the NFL. The guys that are elite, they get the ball plenty. I know the game has changed, but you're not going to give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott twelve times because we're in a pass happy league. No, 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 no. You give him the ball twenty times a game. So I just, you know, there just aren't as many guys to go around. But if they're if they're in the NFL, they're going to get carries. Correct. Hey, Ron, you're in FM 96.9 The Game. Go right ahead. Yeah, my comment is not is not exactly on point, except that um, this injury-prone versus the guys that don't ever get hurt, I'm a guy who played four years of college football, and I'm on my 17th surgery, and I played with guys that never had so much as a hangnail. I think uh, it's great that guys are dependable. Frank Gore is really, really awesome. But trust me, it's a whole lot harder to come back and play the next week, next month, next season after a serious injury as opposed to these guys who I think are genetically predisposed to injuries as those guys that are not predisposed. Because every running back in the NFL is equally as tough, or let's say the top, the top 50 are as tough as, as anybody. So the guys that don't get hurt I think has a whole, whole lot more to do. It's not the preseason training because everybody train like, trains like beasts and everything. It just has to do with, I think, their physical makeup, chemical makeup, and genetics and so forth. They should get credit, but it, it's not the fault of the guy who gets hurt because I think that's much, much harder to play and come back than the guy who doesn't get hurt. So you're, taking, so you're taking away from what, what Frank Gore has been able to accomplish and not missing time because, um, because you think he's just genetically predisposed to not getting hurt? No, no, no. Uh, exactly the opposite, which, was, like I said, I didn't make my point very clearly. But a guy like Gale Sayers, we all know that he was probably could be the greatest running back in history, but was cut short by an injury. I actually had the exact same injury at UCF that he did with a hyperextended knee. But Frank Gore is to be applauded. But, but extra credit gets piled on guys like him. With, it was none of his doing. He's not working any harder than the guy right behind him. Frank Gore's great, and he did have a, a – a career-ending injury in college should have been, but he hasn't been hurt, and that's good for him, and it's great for the teams that he's played for. Uh, but no credit should be taken away. But extra credit credit shouldn't be given because he he hasn't gotten hurt. He's more valuable because he hasn't gotten hurt. But it, it kind of devalues the guys that do get hurt. Trust me, their lives are a lot tougher. Trying to come back and rehab and the mental stuff that goes with it, the the physical stuff, the missing, the playing time, money practices, everything else, it's a lot, lot harder for the injured players to come back than, than the great, the other the equally as good guys who don't get hurt. They're still great, but it's, it's kind of, they're, they're different animals. The guys that get hurt have it a lot tougher. All right, I appreciate the phone call. Kravitz, that goes back to that one word you used a few minutes ago, dependability. And I think that whenever we judge Hall of Fame people in any sport, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever, all of us define the value of dependability. 
All right, and I think that in Frank Gore's case, we look at him and, and all the games he's played, the games that he's not missed, and I think that his dependability is viewed by us differently. That's what part of the problem is here in determining his Hall of Fame eligibility. Okay, but saying that he's dependable and that's the only reason why he's considered great is devaluing Frank Gore. It's not his dependability. Just just the fact, there's the simple fact that he's able to get onto the field is not the reason he's dependable. The fact that he gets onto the field and then rushes for a thousand yards every single year is what makes him dependable. His dependability is also part. It's one part being on the field and it's another part uh, actually producing. And he does both of those things every single year. You have a stat sitting in front of you. He rushes for a thousand yards every year. Actually, Frank Gore has been in the league since 2005. That that first year he rushed for 600 yards. Then he had four straight years over a thousand. Then he had some injuries in 2010 and missed a few games. His rushing yards was 853. But since then, Kravitz, he's played 16 games every year since then. He's had over 1,000 yards in 2011, 12, 13, 14, and 15. I actually, through 2014, 2015, he was 967. This past year, he was 1025. So since 2011, he's had over 1,000 yards every year except 2015 when he had 967. Like somebody on the, on the text line says AC Green was certainly dependable but he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, well AC Green to the NBA is not Frank Gore to the NFL. Frank Gore is a much better running back than AC Green was a basketball player. That is completely correct. I totally agree with that. But but in, in Frank Gore's case, you see I think people are saying he's a running back. Running backs, you know, running backs get hurt especially when they get old. So I think that the fact that Frank Gore has been so dependable in his, in, his, in his later years, it, it goes a long way with most people, but it does not make him elite. There goes that word elite again, Kravitz, and that's how I define Hall of Famers. Okay, but this is where I think that people like yourself define what a Hall of Famer is incorrectly. Just because when you hear the name Frank Gore, I guarantee that out there, unless you're a Miami Hurricanes fan, you don't automatically think, man, he's one of the greatest running backs of all time. But that doesn't mean that he's actually not one of the greatest running backs of all time because statistically he is one of the greatest running backs of all time. Just because it doesn't pop for you in your mind because he doesn't have the greatest juke move or the greatest truck move. You know, he's not the fastest player. He's not any one of those things. He didn't play for a team that went to the Super Bowl several times like Emmett Smith did. He didn't have the best offensive line, so he's not running through these gaping holes. He didn't have all of those things. But that doesn't mean that he's not one of the greatest of all time just because as a football fan, he doesn't pop in your mind as one of the greatest uh, running backs to ever play the game. Well, Frank Gore will, will go down as a great running back, no question about that. He really will. And I don't care how many more years he plays. If he stopped playing right now, that's what it would be. But he's not elite. There goes that word again. All right, we're going to be joined next by Mark Topkin. Tampa Bay Times, he covers Rays, talks about... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.